Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Hello legends and welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the podcast that actually talks with the superstars and not about them. This is Spotlight, it's out every Wednesday night over the off-season and this week we're focusing the light on South Sydney's Jai Arrow. Following is a collection of short interviews we've done for you. Enjoy. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, The Blast. Only 80 games into an NRL career already, seven state of origins and two tests to his credit. Jai Arrow has dropped in, mate. First question, how's Sydney? How's South Sydney? Yeah, really good. Um, I've obviously tried to get used to the Sydney life with all the traffic yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff, but it's been really good. The club and um, all the boys and coaching staff have been very welcoming and um Really loving my time here in Sydney so far, but it's more the getting used to the traffic and um, that's sort of the, the biggest thing I'm, I'm trying to get used to. What were your first impressions of the club, training and the blokes? Yeah, really good. Um, as I said, they were very welcoming and it's um, obviously a club with a lot of history and it's pretty special when you walk down into the sheds and you you see all the um, you see all the old teams back yeah. from, from the start in 1908, so... I uh, definitely had a little squiz at all of that. And, um, you know, training's been good. I'm obviously reunited with um, Wayne and Jason Demetrio, but I'm really enjoying my time with the new players and, um, you know, trying to build friendship, new friendships and um, bonds with the players because I'm here for the next four years. So that'll be my, my main focus. Mate, some guys are absolute footy tragics and they love the history of the game and they learn about the history of the game. And obviously, as you said, Souths have got such a huge history. Are you one of those footy nerds that knows everything about everything and, and, and what's gone on in the past or not so much? Yeah, look, I would consider myself a footy tragic. Not that I know absolutely everything yeah. about footy, but I um, I definitely, I guess, take note of history. And, yep. Um, yeah, I'm, ev- I'm very you know, aware of, of what's happened in the past and especially coming to South Sydney, I've, I've tried to, I guess, learn as much as I can about yep. the, um, the history that, that they have. Yep. And, um, yeah, as I said, it's pretty cool looking at all the photos and literally there's a, so many photos in black and white. So that's yeah. going back way back. So it's, um, it's pretty cool to see and, um, the jerseys and shorts, the socks, the haircuts, everything, just everything about it to these days is so different, but, um, you know, it's very, I guess, rewarding to look at knowing that I'm a part of a club who's has such a proud history, mm. and um, yeah, it's exciting for myself. 
it was a huge move for you. As a result, it was big news and it seemed to drag on and on. And I'm talking it seemed for you like it dragged mm. on and on. God, was it tough to deal with, mate, the fact that it was front and back page news for so long and everyone wanted to know what you were doing right then? Yeah, I guess at the time it was it was pretty hard for myself. Yeah. Um, I obviously had a, I had a massive decision to make and, um, to leave my hometown where I, you know, I grew up since I was at the age of four years old and pretty, mm. pretty much never left since then. And, um, obviously I had a lot of help, uh, from my partner and, um, she, I guess at the time said to me that it was, it was solely up to myself and, you know, no matter what decision I made, um, you know, she was going to stick by me, which, which definitely made it easier. Yeah. And I know there was a lot of talk about her career being better down here for, know what she was doing but she said to never take that into account it was all my decision which yep. which definitely um had a massive weight off my shoulders and then um i guess telling telling justin and telling the club and telling you know the boys is probably the hardest thing but um i feel like it was the best thing for myself mm. and um you know something that i had to do and and definitely have no regrets over i'm very very happy with with where I'm at down here and, and with what's going on. But at the time it was pretty hard. I, I never wanted it to get out spiraled out of control with yeah. all the media and stuff, but it's, it's funny how they get a hold of so many, how quickly they get a hold of things. And um, yeah, I wanted to try and get it done as soon as possible, but yep. for myself, it was a big decision for myself. So yeah. I took my time and I let my manager do his thing. That's what I pay my manager for. So I uh, let him do his thing. I, I made sure I, I did all the pros and cons about everything, and um, you know, ultimately, I, I come up with the decision to come down down south, and you know, I'm 100 happy with my decision. And um, yeah, you know, I'm here for the next four years, and I can't wait for the for the ride to see what happens, mate. From an outsider's point of view, I thought you know you're only 25. I thought you handled it well. I thought you handled it maturely. Uh, the good news is it's all part of the growing curve, and you're probably going to be better prepared. Um, in life, dealing with the media, dealing with contracts in the future because you've learned and because of what you've been through? Yeah, definitely. It, it does help. And um, in the NRL these days, we have so much help with um, stuff to do with the media, with stuff to do with, you know, say working with kids and public yep. speaking. With, you know, obviously there, there can be good things about you and bad things about you, which which you, we've got to live with as, I guess, people in the spotlight these days and, um you know, look, it comes with a job and, you know, I consider this the best job in the world. So I'm not too fussed of sitting in front of a camera and blabbering on a bit. I'm, um, I'm good at that in general. So uh, I don't mind talking a little bit of crap. So I'll just continue to do that. Uh, good man. Hey, what size are you, mate? Six foot one, 105 maybe? Um, I'm six foot. So 188 centimetre was about six foot one, six yep. foot two, close to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then a uh, hundred, so weighed in a hundred. 101 kilos yesterday. Um, I like to be 9901 sort of kilo mark. So I'm happy with where I'm at. So um, I don't want to get too big because the game's getting too fast these days. Yeah, well, that was my next question because size wise, you're sort of in between the size of a small prop, a decent sized locker, a back rower on the edge. Uh, But as the game quickens up, your (laughs) shape um, and attributes probably really well suited to it. Yeah, definitely, and with the, especially with the new rule coming in, the play the ball rule, where there's there won't, I don't think there'll be any scrum this year, and that's your time to catch your breath, that's your time yep. to sort of you know recuperate. But these um, now it's just a 
it's um, play the ball and do your best, boys. Here we go again. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, as a player, I, I think as a player, we're definitely going to struggle in the middle uh, with the load the load we do, and it's going to bring in those little guys. Um, it's going to bring in you know exciting sort of football. Who knows? Maybe more points will be scored, but. Um, you know, we're definitely working on our defence, our defence focus only because the game's getting so fast now and um, you've definitely got to be on. You're an Aussie schoolboy in 2012. Who were the standouts in that footy side, mate? I was pretty um, stacked yeah. now that I think about it. My teammate now, Alex Johnson, was at the back. Uh, we had Clint Gutherson, who's, who's now the captain mm. of Parramatta and he, he, he debuted Origin this year. Mitch Moses and Luke Brooks are in the halves. So... Pretty handy schoolboy hard. He was on the bench. and Dylan Walker was on the bench. Also had Adam Elliott, who was our skipper. Um, Kalepi Tanganoa, who was an absolute freak of a human back in yep. the high school days. He played for Parramatta. And um, Chris Smith. Chris Smith was on the bench with, with me as well. And um, looking back now, it was a pretty stacked side. Yeah. And a lot of, I guess, sort of gone on to play NRL, which is, um, you know, it's a good thing to see. And it's a good thing for young kids coming through to see that, you know, a, a majority of, of that team you know, has gone on to play NRL, which is you know, exciting for young kids ahead. And mate, when you went on to play NRL, your debut was for the Broncos. And this is an awesome stat and one that very few can boast. It was in front of over 52,000 people at Suncorp. That is awesome. Yeah. What do you remember of the day? Um, it, That's a hard one. I think that's the one you always remember. And um, as a kid growing up, all you want to do is, is play in the NRL. And, um, you know, I eventually got a phone call from someone at the club and he'd obviously told me that I'd been named to play. So, um, yeah, I was pretty shocked at the time and didn't know yeah. what to expect and went in the next day and, and Wayne said to me, I was going to tell Jai yesterday, I thought I was going to give him a phone call, but I thought stuff him, I'll let him find out for himself and surprise him. <laughs> so that happened. So we all had a, a bit of a giggle. Um, and leading up the week, you, I guess I was you know, so nervous. A, a childhood dream of mine was, was going to come true. And um, and then it was a double header and had been told that it was going to be 52 plus there, 52,000 plus. So I just went, wow, as a 20-year-old, yeah. um, didn't really know how to take that in, especially playing, I guess, playing park footy growing up where there's only little crowds and stuff like that and going yeah. into the big stage where it was going to be 52. I, I remember I remember walking into the sheds and seeing my jersey, my name, my playing number for the Broncos and then the date and obviously who we were playing, which is Manly at the time. And um, I, I guess it sort of hit me then. And um, I didn't want to put my jersey on straight away. So I warmed up in the train-up jersey and, Got through warm up and then I, I finally got to put on that and my first NRL jersey, which is something I'll cherish. And definitely a lot of emotions were going through me. And um, we were the second game, so obviously we got we could sort of go out and relax and watch the first game that was in front of us. And um, yeah, running out was pretty special. The the um, the roar was yeah it was crazy and very very grateful. I've had the opportunity to do that now, and um, yeah, it's a pretty special moment for myself and. Uh, I do remember running on. I remember running on, taking my first run. I think someone someone hit me pretty hard, and I thought, all right, well, well I ran on, actually, we scored, and then I took a carry that next set off yeah. the kickoff. So, um, yeah, I definitely remember that. I saved the most important question to last. Are we going to see the return of shit chop, or are we done with the radical haircuts? Uh, yeah, nah. I've, I've, I had a chat to Wayne about that. He's... Um, he come up to me. I didn't have my I didn't have my mullet at the time. I, I, he 
I think he saw me with the mullet once, but it wasn't at a bad state. Uh, he said to me, you won't be having a crap haircut like that when you come down. I said, no, you're the boss. You're the boss. I'll, um, I'll, I'll stick to what you say and I'll um, have the normal haircut, even though it looks horrendous. I've got bed hair. <laughs> I reckon it was a grade five abuse of hair privilege, but I say that because I'm only jealous. Yeah. Thanks for dropping in on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Chat again soon, mate. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Not many blokes can say they debuted in front of 52,000 fans at Suncorp Stadium. That is such a cool stat, but that's exactly what Jai Arrow did almost five years ago to this day. It was round 10, 2016. Brisbane and Manly as a part of a doubleheader. What do you recall of the day, mate? Uh, a lot, I guess. I suppose it's the one you remember. And uh, walking into the sheds, you're, you're very nervous and actually... Jimmy Roberts come up to me and had a laugh, which which calmed me down a lot. So, um, uh, you know, you see New Jersey there with your name, your playing number, and all that. It's um, you know, it's a pretty amazing feeling. It's something that I'll never forget. And then running out to fifty two thousand uh, majority were Broncos fans. See, being in Brisbane definitely helped. But it it was our away game which made it a bit weird. So we're in the way sheds, but we we're, yeah. were playing in Brisbane and mainly with a home team. So. Um, yeah, obviously a, a special moment for myself and my family and, and um, yeah, it's always the one you remember. Mate, you started from the bench. Do you remember what jersey number you were? 15, yeah, number 15, I remember. Uh, still, I haven't got it framed yet. It's one jersey I have to get framed. I've got it in my closet ready to go with my debut origin jersey. So um, I've got them two ready to go to get framed. But actually, I've never... Ever, I've never framed one of my jerseys before, so I think those two are the first I've got to get done. That'd look amazing on the wall too. Um, also amazing, that was five years ago. But from that Broncos side, only Corey Oates and Anthony Milford are still there. Talk about player turnover, that's huge. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, you obviously just said it. Milf and um, Oatesy are the only ones still up there and, um, I look back to that at that team, and it was it was a pretty handy and quality side at the oh, time. Yeah. No, they were pretty stacked, and um, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think only five years ago that there's only two, three players left um, at that at that club, which is you know, kind of weird when you think about it. Brisbane won thirty points to six. Jai Arrow's career off to a perfect start. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Year and events are often remembered together. Let's go back to a federal election. It was Kevin 07, then there was COVID-19. What about shit chop 20? Jai Arrow's haircut, so much entertainment. 
the best of the best or the worst of the worst, depending on how you want to look at it. It's gone, mate. Will we ever re- see the return of Shit Chop? Nah, the Shit the Chop, shit it's long gone. Um, look, I think, obviously, I probably went a bit too far. But then at one stage, it was looking, I guess, respectable. But yeah, um, started losing the plot during home isolation during the the COVID season and decided to go with something different and shave the top of my head. And leave leave the back, which was absolutely horrendous, but did it for a great cause and, and raising a fair bit of four and a half grand in uh, for charity, which was the world's greatest shape. But it's, I think it's gone. I think I've got to look respectable. And um, as I said, bloody Wayne's not going to have a part of it. He doesn't. Want, he doesn't want me rocking up to Redfern like that. Mate, that is the real positive. And whilst we all had a giggle, yourself included, there was a really serious reason. Mum was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. You were raising awareness and funds for the Leukemia Foundation, right? Yeah, yeah. So it all sort of fell into place. When I first got it sort of um, the mullet cut in, I did it as a joke. And um, someone had said to me, I I said to my partner, "Is, is he doing that for charity? And she sort of went, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously because it's starting to look bad at that stage. And then I thought to myself, well, I thought to myself, well, it's probably a good idea. Maybe I should do it. And then um, I contacted the world's greatest shave and um, asked if they wanted to be a part of it. And then it also sort of fell into place that the world's greatest shave has a lot to do with the Leukemia Foundation. My mum was diagnosed with a blood cancer, you know, Oh, years ago now, I was probably about 16, 17 years old. And um, I'd always I always said to myself, I want to do something for charity through a cancer because I've obviously gone through, seen my mum go through chemo and all that. So it all fell into place and all the stars sort of aligned. And um, yeah, she was pretty proud of me. She obviously come down and, and watch me um, shave my head off and I uh, shave my head off and shave my hair off. <laughs> um, and um yeah, look, there, there was so much hair everywhere too. And, I bet. Um, yeah, looking back now, it was pretty good. We could have made a wig out of it, actually. You could have made a couple of wigs out of that, dude. Great job <laughs> raising money, mate. Well played, Joy. Appreciate it. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. The 2012 Australian schoolboys side, it included Luke Brooks, Adam Elliott, Clint Gutherson, Alex Johnson, Matt Lodge, Mitch Moses, Dylan Walker, and this man, Jai Arrow. That is a pretty fair lineup, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely was looking back now. Um, you, you know, who would have thought back in 2012 that, you know, all those guys would have um, been playing NRL today? Yeah. Um, the thing about it, it seems like a. Seems so long ago. It probably it is. How long ago now? It's bloody nine years. Uh, yeah, what, you in twenty one. Got to try and keep up with you. Yeah, nine years. Wow, nearly a decade ago. So it's pretty crazy to think that nine years later, all those guys are, are playing at the top level, and you know it's great to see as well. 
Who was the standout, mate? Who was the one you all knew was going to be a superstar? Yeah, look, I think looking back in that team, there's a fair few, but um, you know, at the time, looking at Mitch Moses and Luke Brooks, they were yep. two pretty, two pretty handy um, high school players and, and kids, and they're quality players in the NRL now. And um, you know, looking back, I'd probably have to definitely say them too. And not not only them too as well. I'd probably throw Matt Lodge in there. He was. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, he was a big boy, a big front rower coming through and probably hasn't changed much size since he was bloody 17-year-old. So um, He was the man-child. Yeah, he was. He was. And still looks the same as well. Yeah. I was actually his roomie back back then. So, wow. Uh, I got to, know, got to know him pretty pretty fondly and, um, yeah, definitely love having a chat with our Lodgy. He's a good fella and um, someone I've got time for. Willis Meehan was on the wing. I've been a friend of the family yeah. for 25, 30 years he is a fucking monster now and could have been anything in rugby league. What an athlete, hey? Oh, massively. And I know one thing, he can throw a punch. He's a yep. He's an unbelievable boxer. Um, let's just say when there was those two brawls, he was definitely in there, one of the ones doing some damage as well. Yep. So um, he was a massive, massive human being and debuted very early too for the Roosters. He uh, Yeah. Yeah, he could have been anything, Willis. He's a pretty special talent and uh, massive boy, a big, big bloody um, big boy, as I said, and um, yeah, could play. And he was on the wing too. Imagine being a winger coming up oh. next to him. You'd be you'd be looking at him going, is that way this kid could be 17? Like, yeah, that's a- exactly right, mate. Massive. Really cool winding back the clock. Thanks for the chat, Jai. Chat again soon, legend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Galaxyfinance.com.au Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Everyone has a childhood hero and children nowadays look to our game superstars, but who did the current day superstars look up to? Jai Arrow has dropped in. Who was your footy idol growing up, mate? Um, yeah, look, I suppose I did. looking back now, I did have a few. I loved the way Gordon Tallis played, his yep. aggression. Um, but someone I, I looked up to and um, someone I, I, I tried to base my game around and was very lucky enough to play with him is Corey Parker. Yep. Um, you know, his, his skill skill level, his defense and um, his passing ability, his, his offload ability, he, he just sort of was the complete sort of lock. And um, I definitely was very privileged, sorry, to play with him and um, – I, I definitely tried to, I guess, you know, as a young kid growing up, um, you start to learn that the game's more about passing and um, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's not all about just trucking it up and, and getting bashed week in and week out. Mm. It's all about um, doing doing your role for the team. And he was someone who I looked up to and, and tried to base my game around. Oh, Cosery loves telling me that he had a bit to do with you and, and Jared Wallace on the way through, but he also – still to this day keeps talking up this super coach thing and, and he genuinely refers to himself as the king. He's a wanker but a lovely wanker. Yeah, the bird, he, he's good at that. He, um, well, he, he's got a lot of knowledge at football. He, he played yeah. over 300 first grade games, so he's been around for a while. So, Mate, what's it feel like when a kid now says, hey, Joe, could I please have your autograph for a photo and, and you're my hero? Pretty humbling, I'd reckon. Yeah, it is. It's the photo and um, autograph thing is pretty weird. Uh, growing up as a kid, that's what you do. You you go to your idols and your heroes, and, mm. um, especially being someone who loves rugby league from such a young age. And uh, it is. It's very humbling to, I guess, uh, 
give back to young people who are coming through um, and seeing them sort of you know, putting smiles on their faces because I, I was like that one yeah. day. And, um, I suppose I love giving back to the community because you know you think back to when I was a young kid and um, my heroes were doing that for me. Um, I definitely want to do that for the younger, mm. I guess, crop coming through and um, doing anything I can to give back because um, you know, I can consider myself a um, pretty down-to-earth sort of fellow and very approachable as well. So, you know, uh, hopefully I'll, I will. I will continue to do that um, no matter how long my career lasts. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had. Best drinkers, best looking, who knows? There's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.